Welcome to the Entre Pastors Podcast. This show helps pastors think, act, and thrive as prosperous entrepreneurs. And now, here are your hosts, Les Hughes and John Sanders. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 52 of the Entre Pastors Podcast. My name is John Sanders. I am one of the co-founders and co-hosts of the show, along with my buddy Les Hughes. Les, welcome to the show, man. Happy one-year anniversary to you and the Entree Pastors. John Sanders, the OG Entree Pastor. I, I don't know what OG means. I heard my kids say it, John. All the cool kids cool. say it. So let's just call <laughs> Let's just call everyone OG from this point on. We don't know what it means, but it sounds really cool. I know what OMG means, but I don't know OG. I don't know. But anyway, congratulations, man. Yeah. One year. One year. Who would have thought? Awesome. A lot has happened in the last 52 weeks, right? Hey, we've gotten a lot done, man. Lots happened. It's been a pleasure building this thing alongside you. And the really cool thing is we're just getting started. Like, I really feel like a year into this, we're starting to really get clarity on who we're serving, how we're serving them, what we have to offer. You know, the last few weeks we've been talking about our pastor's roadmap to financial freedom. Super excited to share that with people. And today's guest, as a matter of fact, has a little bit to do with that episode or with that uh, with that product with that offer that we've recently put out there. I don't want to steal all of her thunder, but we're getting ready to introduce our audience to Faye uh, Rook, who has helped us really build out our workbook for the Entree Pastors Roadmap to Financial Freedom, and uh, she's done a phenomenal job taking our content, putting it in individual form. And as we were talking with her, we just saw a really great opportunity not only to highlight the business that she is doing because of how it can serve other pastors, uh, but also to just talk with a fellow entrepreneur. She's not a pastor, but she's a fellow entrepreneur who is starting up one, really multiple small businesses. So anyway, we got a lot of good stuff coming uh, for the audience as we talk about this with Faye. So looking forward to that. Yeah. And there are so many applications to what she does, John. We saw some of it as we were working with her, but uh and virtually anyone on here, especially if they're in the content producing um, business, but really anything else. I mean, there, there's lots of applications for for people when it comes to workbooks, journals, entire books, ebooks, or print. Um, just there, there's a lot of applications for this. And I'm just telling you, man, we uh, Faye gets it. You know, she's got a servant's heart. And so I really I hope that people will lean in because if they're especially if they're building something in the early stages, something like what they offers can really help them get that message out. Yeah. And, you know, one thing we didn't uh, explore this in our conversation with Faye, but what I'm thinking just now is is in a startup of a business, it's these little things often that are over feel overwhelming to us. In our case, it's, man, we need a workbook. It's just one more thing. It's not something you and I are really gifted at putting together. And there's that principle of bring someone to the team who can do those things that you either are not good at or are draining to you. This is just a great example of that, of, man, and through our relationships, through the connections that we have, there's someone in our world that we know that's doing the very thing that seems kind of overwhelming to you and me. And if you and me were responsible for it, it would look horrible. It would not be a selling point of our roadmap to financial freedom. It would be a detriment, <laughs> yeah. like buy it in in it spite of that, you know. Uh, now it, would. it it wouldn't look as good. It would not be as fun for it. Wouldn't be fun at all. Not just yeah. as, but it wouldn't be fun at all for us. It is to her. 
And um, also it helps, it, it, it has helped us focus on things that would move the needle more and, and doing, doing the things that we ought to be doing that no one else really can. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, guys, this is a little bit of a unique conversation. Faye's not a pastor, but uh, like I say, a fellow entrepreneur and has been a big blessing to entree pastors. And I think she has something that will be a blessing to many uh, in our audience if you choose to reach out and work with her. So without any further ado, let's cut to this interview we did recently with Faye Rook. Check this out. Well, Faye, welcome to the Entree Pastors Podcast. We're delighted to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it so much. Absolutely. So you're not a pastor, correct? Is, is Am I correct in saying that? That is correct. Um, I am a doctor of pharmacy, and I actually just retired this January. Um, although I don't like the word retire, I, I always say I'm rewiring. So. Well, I think we're going to find that in this interview. You've got a lot going on. You, you're not really sitting on the beach drinking margaritas right now. So that's correct. <laughs> and, and our audience may be wondering, well, why are we having someone on our show that's not a pastor? First of all, you're not the first non-pastor to be interviewed on the show, but um, but there's a specific reason that I wanted to bring you on and highlight you and what you're doing. But before we get into all of that, why don't you just start with a little bit broader introduction to yourself? Like, where do you live? What You've you just transitioned out of one role, but tell us a little bit about the stuff you're working on in the world these days. Sure, yes. I am located in Naples, Florida, and um, I did just retire as a doctor of pharmacy in my 28-year career, serving our amazing veterans and military um, as a doctor of pharmacy. And so, um, like I said, I'm rewiring, so I definitely have that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, And so I'm working on my multiple streams of income, trying to get my business off the ground. So one thing that you all are familiar with is that... um, I am working on what's called, and I don't really like this term so much, but it's called low content books, but it's not low value, let me tell you. Mm. (laughs) These are more like journals and workbooks um, for people like you who are having like um, programs that are, you're having a a community or programs that you're introducing to people um, to get them going on their business or their career path. Um, Also with podcasters, um, I am producing podcast journals um, so people can take notes. Um, One thing I always say, and I put this in the beginning of my uh, podcast journals, but when we put pen to paper, our minds always take things more seriously. So I, I, and I'm very visual a person and like to take a lot of notes when I'm getting value out of you know, things I'm trying to learn. So kind of where that stemmed from. Yeah. Well, you're right. That's the big one I wanted to highlight, kind of the big business that I wanted to highlight for our audience for multiple reasons. But uh, tell us about, you you mentioned multiple streams of income. So real quick, what are a few of the other things that you're either working on or that you dream about working on? I'd love to hear those as well. Yeah. So um, I'm working on, I still want to continue in some of my pharmacy, you know, keep up with my pharmacy and do some consultation in regards to that uh, more one-on-one concierge service so people can get um, more, um, more uh, like consulting or just personal information uh, to get the most like out of their doctor's visits and, um, you know, try to reduce their pill burden and see if there's things, you know, that they um, 
you can take away, but of course that's all, you know, the doctor's decision, but just some things to help get more value out of their health care. And then um, I did get my real estate license during COVID. So I'm focusing on new construction in our area with that. And then of course we're talking about the journals and, then, um, and my passion is dogs as well. So I have in mind about you know, a dog business. What would your dog business consist of? Actually, it's super niche. It's um, down. Um, I'm niching it down to potty training. Wow. So the reason for that is because I've done a lot of volunteer work at shelters. And sadly, one of the reasons that people are surrendering their dogs and giving up on them is that they're not getting them potty trained. But I just really feel like there's so much education because it's not the dog. You know, it's like we need to know how to communicate with our dogs so that they can have their home and live happily ever after in their forever home rather than being in a shelter just by some simple training methods. Yeah, got you. Well, I love all of this stuff you're working on, and I'm glad you highlighted that because, again, I'm, I am a fan of both and. Maybe not everyone is wired that way, but I, I have the capacity to have my hands in a few different things at once, and that's really something we are encouraging most of our audience that are pastors and find themselves in some form of vocational ministry to be in the marketplace as well with one or more streams of revenue. So I'm, I'm grateful that you highlighted those things that you're working on. But let's really focus in now on the business that brought you and our world on a collision course together. You've recently helped Les and I with something big that we've been working on. And in doing that, I just wanted to help kind of share you with our audience because I think there's probably other pastors that could find great value in what you would have to offer them as well. It may not look exactly like what Les and I had done, but uh, but they could benefit from the the gift that you bring to the table there. So uh, you mentioned it. It's interesting. You said it's. I've never heard this term, low content, um, and, and unpack that. And I love what you said. It doesn't mean it's low value, but what does that mean uh, more specifically? A low content type of a product. Right. So when we think of books, we, you know, think about, you know, a physical book or ebook that has like 50,000 words to it. Um, but these low content books are really more of journals or workbooks or even just it, it could be a book that's just highlighting um, almost in bullet points, you know, things that we really want to get across. And I think that's important today because, you know, our attention span is <laughs> not that long. Um, you know, so if somebody needs some quick education, just highlighting the points, and it could suit their personality too, that they don't want to sit down and spend three hours reading a, a full-on book. Um, so it's those types of things. It can be a workbook where they fill in information that applies to themselves. Of course, we're all different and we perceive and learn things differently. So people can document in their books, you know, just with a line journal, maybe some prompts in the journals, um, things that they're listening to. So for example, like like a podcast journal, it could be like the episode, the resources that are given in the podcast, who was the guest so they can learn more about the guest, points they're taking away, action steps that they're going to take from the podcast, and that sort of thing. Yeah. So for us specifically, what that looked like, just for so our audience knows, uh, the last few episodes, Les and I have been talking about our new offer, our pastor's roadmap to financial freedom. It's basically a course that we've built of uh, several different coaching packages around. 
And you really helped us with that workbook portion of it. You were recommended to us by uh, someone on our team. And it was incredible, Faye, to see you take our written notes that were very rough written notes. And you took that and turned it into a very visually appealing workbook that is available now for anyone that jumps into that roadmap to financial freedom. So that's really what you are offering through your business is you can take someone's content and put it in that, you know, workbook format. And as you're saying, there's a lot of different ways that you can present that. But there's, it, there's really a, a visual element to that. And also a lot of white space and margin where you're leaving room for people to capture their thoughts, you know, through the written word, and, um, you know, capture their, their takeaways from whatever content that they're, they're receiving. So when you started sharing that with, with us, I just thought, there's room for pastors here. Like pastors are content creators. It's it's something we do every Sunday. We create content. So maybe share a few ideas. Like how could a pastor benefit from what you have to offer? How could you come alongside of a pastor with your business and help them with the content that they're just naturally creating? What are some ideas that go through your mind as to how you could be of benefit and service to a pastor that's got years worth of sermons or Bible study notes or whatever, what might that look like from your standpoint? Yeah. So um, the very first thing that comes to mind is I actually, one of the first books I did um, for my church um, is create, it's called my sermon notes, but it's a journal that has a verse. It's, um, I think it's three months in the journal, but it's a, it's a verse there. It's um, the sermon notes, some where people can take away um, their points that they got from the sermon. Um, it has a pastor devotional in there. Um, and also actually it's trying to get um, some space in there where people, local businesses are putting their ads in there as well. So I know Catholic churches do that in their bulletins, but we're making this a full-on journal where the ads are there for a long-term you know, journal. People generally don't throw away books. So the ad space is there. So um, really I'm looking at um, with that in particular, it's um, combining church community and charity because some of the proceeds of that are going to a charity as well. Um, so those are things that pastors can consider is, um, you know, having a, a sermon journal created for their church has the logo on the outside, the phone number, and then inside the journal, again, in addition to the sermon notes, has some reflection pages, things that they might plan to do for the week, you know, whoever's writing in the journal. Yeah. That they can you know, inspire them throughout the week. Now with us, you you created this basically as a book that's available on Amazon. Not that someone would necessarily just go looking for this book, but it's yeah. a self-published book. Is that kind of what you do with all of your products? I mean, because that's where your printing basically comes from, correct? Correct. Because it's print on demand. So if anybody's looking to have a book or journal, um, even in their business or at church or wherever their space is, they don't have to have a lot of stock. They can just order as they want to. So it is print on demand. Yeah. And the beauty of that is it allows for like in our case, if we update our content, we don't have to have now cases of outdated books. We can order what we need. And if we need to change something or we catch a typo and we want to go back and fix it, it's fairly easy 
through Amazon's, you know, printing. I'm, I'm not super familiar with it, but I did publish one book through them. And I know you can go change that fairly simply and make updates there as needed, right? That is correct. Yes. So yeah, like you said, that's the beauty of it. You can make some changes. There's a few things you can't change, but you can definitely change the content, some of the cover work. Yeah. So how did you get into all this? Like what, what was it that caused you to and, and where did you find that gifting to be able to do that? Because it's a simple concept, but it's not necessarily simple work to be done. I, I fully appreciate that as someone who over the years has tried to make things, many different things for church, visually look decent, you know, whether it's for a PowerPoint presentation or a PDF or some kind of handout. And that takes a, a special gift and a skill set. So how did you find out you had that? And how long have you been doing this business specifically? Well, the business specifically, I've just really gotten more into it this year um, since I've not been working in my full-time job, but I did take a course on how to make these books back, I think in 2019, out of our 48 Days community, I learned of someone who was teaching the course, so I did that, but I've always just been a very like organized or try to be organized. It <laughs> doesn't always work out as planned, but, <laughs> no. but um, yeah, I, I like to be organized and I've always liked to write and I always like have liked to do some drawings and, you know, like pens for me, like having an array of colored pens, you know, so it's just kind of this artistic side of myself that, and plus my organized self, that kind of, and my love of books um, and paper and writing and that sort of thing. I think that's, kind of over time just all came together and then I, I used to love doing crafts you know when I was younger and now I'll call this in a way a little bit of my internet crafts there you go <laughs> I like that so if a pastor wanted to reach out to you and, and connect with you what would be you know what's the process for working with you and having you serve them in that capacity yeah so um I can, we can definitely, if you don't mind, put a, um, a, a link in the show notes, um, how they can get in touch with me, but it's Faye, F-A-Y-E, at Faye's Labs, F-A-Y-E-L-A-B-S.com. Fantastic. Yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes for that, and I would highly encourage our audience to do just that. Uh, I'm not wrapping up the interview just yet. I want to talk to you just a little bit about launching a small business. Again, you're not a pastor, but what you share in common with many in our audience is that you are an entrepreneur and that you've got multiple things that you're looking at developing and working on. So I want to pick your brain a little bit about some of that. So how has it been for you transitioning out of your career that you spent a lot of time in and and now starting to think about, well, what do I want to do in the next season of life as I, you know, serve people and also get paid to do that and make an income from that? How's business basically is what I'm asking. What have been some of the fun parts? What have been some of the challenges of launching your own business like this? Well, the fun part is I love creating. So that's very fun for me. And I love being in the community. Um, so I've, uh, I'm in a couple of masterminds. So, um, actually free. Um, so that's been really great making connections. Um, it really is about connections because that's how us three came together is through a connection and in a community that we're all in as well as by someone on your team and knowing me. So that was, that's really fun because I'm definitely a people person. That's why I served in the medical 
profession for you know, the 28 years, so I want to continue that on. It is quite different, you know, being in the medical profession is pretty much a corporate type thing. So going to the entrepreneurial space is quite, <laughs> definitely has its challenges, but um, um, I'm always up for a challenge. So that's exciting to me, but it is also like a lot of scary things that, you know, fear and questioning myself and that sort of thing. I want to pause you real quick. So hold that sure. thought. I just want to go back a minute because a, a, a connection just was formed in my mind. So you're coming out of a medical profession, very corporate, and now you're moving into entrepreneurialism. I think there's something, a theme in there many pastors could relate to, because even though they're, the industries are different, so to speak, it still is kind of a corporate professional thing that is more structured, and now you're coming out of that, or we're challenging pastors, not necessarily to come out entirely, but to, in addition to, go out into the marketplace and launch something entrepreneurially. So I want to hold that thought about some of the scary, you know, challenge parts of that. But backing up, I also want to hear you say more about something. I just want to highlight something you said, and that is the relationship, the value of being connected in, you know, in your case, you're in three different masterminds. And I love that you pointed out the reality that this little piece of business with Entree Pastors came about as a result of some of those connections that you have invested into that you're a part of. And we also, Les and I, have also invested into some of those things. And as a result, our worlds get brought together. You get a little bit of business from us. Now you're on the podcast, hopefully getting exposed to others. I just want people to hear, because I sometimes sense a reluctance in a, a would-be startup entrepreneur, that reluctance to invest in relationships through a mastermind or a coaching group or a cohort of some sort, they see, maybe they're tempted to just see the price tag and go, ooh, I don't have, I'm not making any money yet. I don't want to make that investment. They don't see it as an investment. So I just, I love that you highlighted that. And I, I would love for you just to double down on that and say just a little bit more about the, the value of those connections starting in business and, and, having invested into those types of relationships. Yeah. So it's unbelievable how many connections I've made. People say in the entrepreneurial world, you know, it's a lonely business. It, it really is. If you don't have any connections and if you're trying to do it all on your own, I mean, there's a lot of things I do on my own, like in, in the creation space because of, you know, it's one, it's some part of it that I enjoy to um, want and need to make the income in order to be able to like start getting, building a team of people to work with. But uh, it's, it's priceless being in community yep. because it's just otherwise it's like, you know, the internet is like an abyss of like, you can get lost in there. And, but it's not all about just being on the internet. It's just, it's amazing how everything is intertwined. And it really is, it can be a small world about who knows who and you can just feed off each other's businesses. It's amazing. So yeah. anybody who has any reluctance, I would just say, you just got to trust the process and be in the community. You Good. have to do it. You mm -hmm. learn so much like that you can't learn on your own. Yeah. Good. Based something you just said was really Part of an answer to a question that I had, because I know so many people are listening that like you, they're, they're creatives, which means in addition to some other things that you got a lot of good ideas and a lot of things that you'd love to do <laughs> and you had to get, well, I don't know about that, but, but a lot. Uh, so you had, but you had to start somewhere. So I'm wondering 
you know, how in your own mind did you, John and I are really big on starting out with mindset. And this is one of the reasons because, you know, it really takes focus and intentionality and starting to think in a straight line instead of just having a vision, you know, of what could be one day. So what were some things just going back in your mind that you did to really get started? Like, how did you narrow that down and just get started in in something before you try to do everything? Yeah, so really the first thought I can, well, the first thing I can think about in regards to that is when I bought a very first course, it was um, a, a course on writing because I just wrote on my own and just more about my thoughts and journaling and that sort of thing. But I really had a desire to write a book. So I wanted to get this course and it was, I thought it was super expensive. So I just started off and, and I talked to my spouse because I didn't want to just, you know, again, you don't want to do it alone. You've you got to have some, you want to have some support. Mm -hmm. um, so, so we talked about it and then um, I saved up the money and, and went for the course. And then it just really spun from there because, you know, I caught the, <laughs> I caught the entrepreneurial bug by doing that. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, that was my first um, thing about that. And then um, I'm a big uh, Dave Ramsey fan. So I got uh, financially, that's how I learned about Dan Miller and getting into that group 48 days to the work and life you love. So it just kind of spun from there. That's great. So when you, when you, and when you first began, how much did that willingness to make that have some skin in the game financially, how much accountability did that give you to really take action and, and start doing it? Oh yes, definitely. And there, and there's, you know, so much stuff that's out there for you on the internet, but, you know, trying to piece things together by yourself, not easy it's not organized i'm an organized person so that just drives me nuts trying to figure it all out on my own so it, it was so valuable just to to get into a course get some organization you know because i just learned so much it wasn't just about writing it was you know partly about how to start something on my own you know at least it was a jumping point for me to figure out where i needed to go from there yeah, I love the action. I mean, that's one of the big things we challenge our audience with often, Faye, is just take action, that there's opportunities waiting for you on the other side of action. But if you just sit back and wait and wait until all the conditions are perfect or what you think feel perfect, you're going to be waiting a really long time. And it's often once we start moving forward with a plan that we start to see the next step open up and, and the path becomes clear before us. So I love that. I always applaud that action taking when I see that in the life of an entrepreneur. So here, I want to go back to that question about, you know, maybe the struggles or the challenges or where you might feel stuck or some of the things you've encountered along the way. I might ask it in kind of a fun way, if you want. I might ask it, if, if Les and I could solve one problem for you in your business today, what would that problem be? Is there anything that comes to your mind right now? I think clarity is so key um, to, like I said, I have so many ideas and try to narrow, like my personality is that I love a variety. I, boredom is my enemy. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, but also it can be something that prevents you from 
taking a lot of action on one thing. So, so I'm pretty clear now, but I think it took me a while to get to that point. So, and like you said, the action thing is so big because it's a lot of fear in there about, oh, is anybody going to want this? Or I'm not the expert on this, you know, and I'm learning, but people can, people start, don't know as much as you on a lot of things, you know, mm -hmm. and they're wanting to learn. So I just kind of try to think about that every single day. And then I'm in the, um, I'm taking the Strange the Secret 30 day challenge right now too, <laughs> which is listening to positive motivation, mm -hmm. keep you going mm -hmm. forward. So, yeah. Like you said, everything, you've got to take that action. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say there is that clarity has been one of your big struggles and it's, it's really just cutting through all of the ideas, which I agree with something less kind of alluded to a minute ago. It's not a bad thing to have lots of ideas. I, as a matter of fact, I would much rather work with someone who's a big thinker who has lots of ideas versus someone who has a very small vision and and you know, limited ideas of what is possible or what they're dreaming about. But yes, in that there there are challenges because Les and I are both big idea people as well. And so if you don't eventually kind of pick a path and narrow down and really focus and do some of the the more boring work, the the more sustainable things, it does become uh, it can be a challenge. So uh, I appreciate that. But again, I I just encourage you to keep. Keep dreaming big, keep having the big ideas, but then also building that discipline to stay focused where you need to. Because it's a healthy tension. You know, if you go too far yes. one side or the other, you can get out of balance. But the healthy tension is somewhere in the middle there. And the real way to get the real way to get that clarity fate is to really define what outcomes you're looking for. Like, what are those goals? Sometimes there are financial goals and that's actually an easier one because then it just comes down to math, you know, what those goals are. And it gets broken down by uh, what the offering is and, and how many people you need at that amount per offering. And it's just, it kind of gets geeky, but that's what you need to do. If, if that's your goal, your goal might be though product oriented. It might be a matter of uh, a certain book or a certain journal, you know, or a certain type of thing that you're working on, or maybe more of a, or finishing a course on potty training the dog, you know, that might, that might be one. So the clarity comes from really determining what it is that you want, you know, and, and, and where you believe God has you, because I know you're a person of faith where, where you believe that God has you at this point in time. So that's one of the big pieces of the clarity puzzle and and it and it narrows it down because some of those things you mentioned won't take you to the same outcome. Mm. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. And it's something I learned not too long ago, but I try to follow this um, path of thinking. Does it? And, and this is how I did get to a point of narrowing down some things. It's like, does it fit my lifestyle, the income I want, the passion I have, and the strengths I have? So that's really how I kind of came down. Because I mean, my my list was like a mile long about things I wanted to do. So you know, narrowing it down to these four things. Um, so that's really can you give me those four things again? The income I want, does it fit the income I want? What else? So it, I actually call it, <laughs> I don't know if this is good or not, but I call it the lip service because it's L-I-P-S. It's for lifestyle, income, passion, and strength. 
I'm writing those down. But Lifestyle I income. Call it service because that... <laughs> Passion and strength. Lipstick. I don't know. We, we could work with that. It's something with Lipstick. lips. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> I like that. But that's great. And because, you know, that, as you know, having worked with our, our workbook and putting that together, that's one of the things we talk about under our mindset module is helping pastors answer that question. Actually, it's under the assessment uh, module. What do you want? You know, and that's a question I would contend a lot of pastors have not really wrestled with. They haven't felt permission to wrestle with that question or to say it out loud. Maybe there's some, you know, built-in internal dialogue about, you know, it's not about what I want. It's about what God wants. And we've we've made it this big spiritual thing to not answer that question for my life. What do I want? One thing that Les and I helped a pastor one time in a coaching call, uh, a breakthrough I think that we really helped them see was... If if you are walking with God and delighting yourself in the Lord, you can trust the desires of your heart. We we took that from Psalm thirty seven four. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. A- again, you got to be careful with that because the Scripture also says our hearts can be deceitfully wicked above all things. But but when we're truly walking with God and delighting ourselves in the Lord, we can trust that desire that He has put in our heart. And it's a fair question to ask: What do I want? Because some of God's will might very well be revealed for our life in that question and in how we answer that. So I love that. I love that you've got a framework for evaluating what fits and what doesn't fit on your entrepreneurial journey. So, And if someone has a lot of ideas like I had, you know, that, and I was trying to sift through, you know, what are the top ones I want to really pursue right now? Just on like a scale of like a one to four, you know, does it fit my the lifestyle I want? If it's a four, that's you know, at the top, then that's a good, you know, so just kind of even ranking it on a numerical scale too. But I also encourage people and, and pastors and, you know, whatever, I feel like whatever work you do that is serving other people is ministry, you know, so that, and I always have a saying like church is everywhere for me. So, yeah. you know, I really believe that. And I believe our good work is ministry, yeah. no matter what field it is. Yeah, that's another theme we drive home a lot too with our audience is that sometimes I think church gets in the way of ministry, you know, sometimes the the model we've created like when we get pastors out into the marketplace, we're helping them find there's a lot of people who need Jesus out here and a lot of opportunity to serve and love on people out in the marketplace and to do it well. So, I love that too. Well, Faye, it's been awesome having this conversation with you. I'm truly grateful for the how you and your business have served entree pastors through the simple workbook that you put together. It's simple, but again, it's not um, simplistic, if that makes sense. Like I'm, I truly recognize the talent and the work and the effort that goes into that. And I'm hoping that many others in this audience would be intrigued and say, Faye, what can you do for me and my content? I, I've got something I'd love to package, whether it's inside of my church ministry or as a part of my business. I hope we can point some other people to you because I've been a very satisfied customer with what you've done for Entree Pastors. So uh, thank, oh, thank you so, you much. so much. Yes. And thank perhaps, you, Faye. Um, if you, if you, along with my email, if they want a sample, like to see a sample of a book, we, I can send you a uh, note, I mean, a link for the show notes as well on Great. that. So they can Great. Just- Fantastic. Yeah. Anything you want included in the show notes, make sure we have it and we'll put it there and people can connect with you. So thanks so much, Faye. We wish you all the best as you continue to serve people and build your business. Oh, thank you so much. This was great. Take care.
Well, there you go. Good stuff from Faye. Great conversation. I'm always inspired less when I hear someone who's in the process of starting up a business and finding success there. And again, just very grateful for how Faye has come alongside of us and helped us make our business even better with our pastor's roadmap to financial freedom and the really cool workbook that we have available with that. So good stuff there. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, for people that are in our community, you'll be seeing more things that that they produces. And so uh, that kind of leads us, John, to uh, our call to action, which is very specific this time around. Yeah, we. I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast yet, Les, but with our pastor's roadmap to financial freedom, we have a cohort. We have three different ways people can go through that content. And really one of our favorites is going to be this cohort that we only are going to offer a handful of times, if that, throughout a year, where we take 30 people and no more, so up to 30 people, and we walk them through the all four modules of that pastor's roadmap to financial freedom so that when we're done, at the end of that time together, they have a roadmap in their hand. They've done the mindset work. They've done the assessments. They've chosen a pathway. We've helped them build a strategy for that pathway, and now they're moving. They're taking action, heading down that pathway toward financial freedom and building a business of their own. So tell us a little bit about this cohort. When does it kick off less? And what does someone do if they want to jump in and be a part of that? If you want to jump in and be a part of that and are listening to this podcast, the day it goes live. So that'll be Friday, September the 9th or August the 19th, 2022. It goes live. So if you're listening, you still have a little bit, a little bit of time. And at the time that we're recording this, we still have some seats left. So hopefully that'll uh, be true when you're listening to this. The days of the actual cohorts are, they meet on uh, September the 6th, the 13th, the 20th, and the 27th. That is, those are Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time. All right, 2 p.m. Central Time on those days. And to get your spot and reserve your seat and really find out more about what the results are that we're promising, then you can just go to our, our main page, which is entrepastors.com. It's very clear as you scroll down, you'll see it front and center and go ahead and uh, click on that tab there to reserve your spot and find out more. Yeah. I'm excited about this Les. So the month of September, the four Tuesdays in September, we're going to be walking this group of up to 30, no more than 30 people through this process. And I'm really excited to hear the stories of success that come from this as pastors start to launch and grow their businesses out in the marketplace and find financial freedom from that. Yeah. And just so people are aware of, uh, of what, it, what happens in there, the result is you have that roadmap. You have that roadmap to financial freedom, to financial um, and, and time freedom and for all intents and purposes, as you desire it. So what we do is not only do you have the the power of the uh, the 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 coaching experience there, John and I are in that community as well, or in the cohort, and we'll certainly be sharing the things that we've learned and are learning. But you'll also have many more uh, heads in there and years of experience to bounce ideas off of, listen to, kind of iron sharpening iron sort of environment. So um, it's, it's not going to be just us, you know, teaching or downloading information. It's very interactive. And uh, the, the the real beauty of that is the collective 
creativity and experience and expertise of everybody that's in there. And when you come out of there in a very short amount of time, you should have your roadmap and be well on your way to being able to define what your business is. Yeah. Well, the way we package that less is three different offers. The one is the done for you. That's really our high ticket, very in-depth coaching personally with you and me. And we're in a fast track setting. We kind of help someone through that process. The The other end of that scale is the do it yourself. It's the mem- monthly membership, $97 a month to have access to the course, to work at it through your own pace. But this cohort in the middle is a done with you. And that's really what you're describing there. It's the, we're doing this together. You're doing it with a group of people. We're taking a journey together. And I thrive in those types of environments. Um, I'm, I love that. I, I can't wait for September to get here and uh, for this cohort to kick off. So we're excited about it, guys. We know that this is going to help a lot of pastors as they move forward in their businesses and uh, launching their stuff out into the world. So if you are interested at all, do not waste time. Go to entrepastors.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and you'll see those three different options there. But the one we're talking about right now is the cohort starting in September 2022. So get your seat before uh, time runs out on that. So guys, thank you so much for taking the time to be a part of this audience and to be a part of the work that we're doing here with Entree Pastors. We're grateful for each and every one of you. And uh, man, we would invite you, if you find value in this show and the content we're creating here, please share it with others in your network, in your circle of friends. We would be grateful for that and uh, we want to help more people. So if you can help us help others, we would be honored with that. So feel free to share the content in any way that... uh, fits you best. And we're grateful for that. Les, you got anything else before we wrap it up this week? No, my friend. I'm uh, very excited about where we are. I look forward to the people we're going to meet in the cohort. Anything that we can do for you all, please reach out. Fantastic. God bless everyone. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. 